Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. my little arse scratchers and welcome to another episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I'm your local dole officer, Anne-Marie Gahan, and here is my assistant dole officer. Uh, Liam. Liam is my name new on the job. Liam O'Muraku. And myself and Liam, I'll just have you know, will be checking your bank accounts daily for any <sighs> suspicious looking expenditure. Did you buy a mm-hmm. coffee for four fifty in Starbucks? Why are you paying four fifty for coffee in Starbucks? You're on the dole. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> very strict officer. Very strict officer. I take my job very seriously, Liam. Um, it's your first day on the job, but I think you will find that I'm fair, but I am firm. Um, how are ya? I I haven't seen you in ages. You saw me the other day, you lying bitch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm absolutely A1, gorgeous day here in Ireland, um, everything's fantastic with me. Unfortunately, last night the fox did get a hen that was <gasps> after getting out. We couldn't find her to put her in the night time. She was nesting in a ditch and we thought we'd get her this morning, but the fox, in fact, got her instead. Another chicken bites the Another dust on the on the good garden the farm. Ah, well, you big Egypture. How many? But you've been trying to kill them off lately now because you're losing them very, very quickly. How many do you have left now? Um, how dare you, for starters? Don't call me big Egypt. <laughs> you try find a hen that has ran away, for starters. And... Mind your own fucking business. I, I'm going to report you on that dog because he looked at me when I met you the other day and his eyes were like, help me, kind sir, help me. And your boyfriend Dave actually whispered that to me as well as I was walking. He said, please help me. And I wasn't 100% sure, but I just continued on my walk. And now looking back, I'm feel riddled with guilt because I didn't act. <laughs> you absolute 
bollocks. I have the two of them locked up in the back garden here and I'm done. Yeah. I gave them I gave them nail scissors to cut the grass with. They were very bold over the weekend. Very bold. Um it was great to see you. It was really nice to see you and go great for to a see walk. You too. It was probably like a year since I've seen no, it was probably about six months though, wasn't it? October, I think. Um, for our out-of-country listeners, Ireland has been in extended lockdown since about 1999 at this stage. Yeah. And we're hoping to come out of it somewhere in 2040. So uh, we have no idea how to talk to each other. We didn't talk for the first 10 minutes that we saw each other. We just walked along um, exploring the woodland <laughs> and the bluebells. And we're very socially awkward as if we weren't bad enough in the first place. But that is neither here nor there. I do apologise for our la- our tardiness this week I was in fact commandeered mm, some would say kidnapped by my younger sister uh, chained to a railing in her brand new mansion in the country and made to paint it for the entire fucking week if I ever see a dusty pink slash grey colour again I will claw my own eyeballs out (laughs) but it's beautiful and we're so happy and it's just gorgeous and long may you wear but if I am not going back to paint that hallway bitch that is all on you I couldn't no not doing it but William yeah because I was so late I have an extra special little story for you today and I think you are just gonna lap this up this is from the UFO fucking back catalogue there and I can't believe that we've never spoken about this before which just shows us how thorough we are in our research (laughs) (laughs) i sent you a few lines there i shall i got them and i bent them i got them i printed them out skimmed over them yeah lit the fire it's roaring inside (laughs) um thank you will your professionalism never ceases to amaze me we're gonna dive right into this bitch hold on to your knickers lads because this might just scare them off you Ground Zero. In the early hours of December 26, 1980, there's little outward sign of activity at the twin US Air Force bases of Bentwaters and Woodbridge. The bases lie a few hundred yards from each other. Between them lies Rendlesham Forest. But soon the quiet skies are disturbed when reports begin coming in of strange blinking lights over the dense woods. The task of investigating these strange appearances falls to John Burroughs and Jim Penniston. They drive into the forest and begin to explore the area on foot. The air was filled with static electricity and the hairs on their arms and on the back of their necks were standing on end. It was difficult to walk properly and they described the experience as being akin to wading through deep water. All the time, the lights were ahead of them, getting brighter and more clearly defined as they ventured deeper into the forest, closer to whatever was out there. Up ahead was a small clearing, brightly illuminated. They had reached their goal. Suddenly, as they approached, there was a silent explosion of light. They instinctively hit the ground, fearing that they'd be hit by debris from the bright flash of light. Peniston, seeing no apparent harm from this immense flash, stood up, and what came clearly into view was clearly nothing to do with an aircraft crash. Peniston looked to his right and saw Burroughs engulfed in a huge beam of light, which appeared to be coming from above. The light encompassed Burroughs totally. Then Benison saw that what had first appeared to be a sphere of light in front of him had dissipated and now had the appearance of a craft of some sort. Staggered, Penniston took stock of the situation. In the clearing was a small metallic craft. It was about three metres high and maybe three metres across at the base. 
The craft was roughly triangular in shape and appeared to be either hovering just above the ground or perhaps resting on legs at each edge of the object, as if it was on a tripod. It had a bank of blue lights on its side and a bright white light on the top. There was, however, no sound whatsoever. As Penison approached the object, he saw strange symbols on the side. They were unlike anything he'd ever seen before, and the nearest match he could come up with was ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. Penniston had the presence of mind to take a number of photographs and sketch both the craft and the symbols in his police notebook. Finally, Penniston plucked up the courage to touch the object. It felt hard and smooth. This combined with the look of the hull close up made him think of a smooth, opaque black glass. He then moved to touch the symbols. He recalls the sensation thus in his notes. The skin of the craft was smooth to touch, almost like running your hand over glass, void of seams and imperfections until I ran my fingers over the symbols. The symbols were nothing like the rest of the craft. They were rough, like running my fingers over sandpaper. As penitents touched the symbols, the white light on the top of the craft exploded. A number of further sightings of strange lights on the horizon came into view. At one point, the object was so close they flared up and became so intense that Penniston was fear-struck and temporarily blinded by what was before him. Penniston removed his hand from the craft, and as soon as he did, the light dimmed and the sense of panic receded. After some time, and to Penniston's utter amazement, the craft lifted slowly off the ground. Again, everything seemed to move in slow motion, with the craft taking two or three minutes to rise up above the trees around the edge of the small clearing. All the time, even with the object rising above the ground, there was no noise whatsoever. Because the clearing was small and the trees were dense, at times the object seemed as if it had to manoeuvre through the trees. Finally, when it had cleared the trees, it accelerated away in an instant. Penniston, methodical and professional in the face of everything, wrote the following observation in his police notebook. Speed? Impossible. Burroughs has few coherent memories of what happened after the explosion of light. After he threw himself to the ground, he recalls seeing a red oval sun-like object in the clearing, but does not recall the craft. For him, the time hitting the ground until the UFO departed seemed like a few seconds, whereas for Jim, who was inspecting the craft, it took many minutes. Penniston and Burroughs, still in a state of considerable shock, attempted to relocate the UFO and had thought it was going to land again, but it didn't and the UFO eventually departed to the east, out over the coast. Still confused and disorientated, they eventually decided to make their way back to the forest. As they did so, they passed back through the small clearing where they had their encounter. Still trying to process what had happened to them, they looked around. Perhaps if they found nothing, they'd somehow convinced themselves that it had been some sort of shared hallucination. But it was not to be. In the very centre of the clearing, on the hard, frozen ground, were three indentations. They were recent. Something heavy, probably weighing several tonnes, judging by the hardness of the ground and the depth of the indentations, had clearly been resting there. When they looked more closely, they saw if they drew an imaginary line between the three indentations, the shape formed would be a near-perfect equilateral triangle. As further confirmation, they noticed the branches had been snapped off the trees around the edge of the clearing, where the object had smashed its way in from above and then done the same on the way out. It would sound absurd were it not for the fact that this was precisely what Penniston had just witnessed. They left the clearing and rendezvoused with the rest of their team before making their way back to RAF Bentwaters, the main operating base. 
they had been missing for over 45 minutes and had caused panic amongst their fellow. <laughs> Who's dead? Now, just sit down now, you. Jesus. You sit down and go to sleep. Good man. Now, continue on. I'll come down there. I swear to God, Will, we are doing our next recording on the fucking moon, but I'm sure that your family will reach you there as well. (laughs) They had been missing for over 45 minutes and had caused panic amongst fellow colleagues. Both their watches were running 45 minutes slow, although they said they had been gone for a mere matter of minutes. I'd say they were just Casio kind of, um, or else. What are those ones that were all the rage? Um, do you know the ones with the calculator? Like, you, my, my, my watch is oh, a calculator. Yeah. They were, Jesus. Now baby I did G- baby, baby G? G-Shock watches. Um, do you know? You had one in pink. Sorry, who didn't have one for starters? If you didn't have one, you're not cool. You can't sit with me in school. Loser. Um, and do you remember like they were extremely overpriced? Like mm-hmm. they were literally a piece of fucking plastic. Shit. A piece of shit. And yeah. it was just like, yeah. I don't know how much they were, but at the time I remember they were extremely overpriced. And it's why? Like, why did we fall victim to that? And then there was like the, yeah, the calculator watches. And then there was ones that shot a laser out of it. Oh my God, maybe this is what it was over the forest mm. in Rendlesham. But I just want to say I never got a baby G because there were seven kids in my family and you wouldn't have the money for it. I probably got like a baby Z or something from the Oh, we can't talk shop. anymore. That was like, oh, sorry, oh, we can't talk okay. anymore. <laughs> yeah, you were so spoiled. You were like, can I have a pink baby G with a calculator for Christmas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Will, Will, at this stage, we're going to take a little break. We're going to take a break in the story. Now, number one, have Do you, you heard the story it? before? Uh, no, I did it just before I came on and now I feel okay. all empty and nice and all. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I did. I did hear the story before because um, I watched it on an episode of Ancient Aliens. Oh, you're, that show that you're always battering on about. That show is basically the Lord's work. Um, <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible, according to aliens. Um, yeah, I did hear about this before. Very interesting, very interesting case. Very interesting. For those of you who haven't heard of it before, um, I, like I knew the name, but I didn't know much about it. But like, this mm. is really strange because this is kind of in UFO circles. This is kind of like deemed to be like the the British Roswell, like that's right yeah yeah it's a very very big case there was a, a like an awful lot of witnesses and um documented accounts of what happened and it's i think maybe it was because before our time because i was a little bit born a little bit after that but then i know about roswell which is before our time as well so i think mm. that it was it was very much um hush-hushed at the time and the ministry of defense d- uh, decided that you know it wasn't really anything to be worried about but of course they would say that but before i continue on here uh, these are twin air bases that were in in Suffolk, which is kind of like I think it borders Essex in Britain. So it's a county, and this this is a kind of a strange setup you have here because you have like twin air force bases, Bentwaters. 
and Woodbridge, um, both very phallic names, I thought. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, and uh, but they're they're co-managed between the US and the U- the UK. So I actually is Jim Pennison. I think he might actually. You gave him a, a lovely Northampton fucking accent there. I think he might be American, but sure, we'll just go with it. No, um, he's from wherever I did. Just <laughs> that's exactly where he's from. Now you might think, right? Okay. This is a bit mad. Like, okay, they see they see lights out in the forest, and they go out. And these two boys, um, they split up from the rest of their privates, and they were like, they went in to investigate it, and they say that one of them says that he touched the craft. The other guy has very kind of says he was blinded by the light and fell to the ground. So if this had happened kind of just once, you might be like, okay, maybe they were like off their tits on mushrooms that they found in the forest, or like, sure, God knows what was happening there. Mm-hmm. But the really crazy thing about this is that. Two nights later, it happens again. And this time, a higher member of personnel, uh, Commander Halt, is sent out. I believe that he's American and he would be one of the big boys in charge here. Um, he had been informed about what happened a few nights before. And he was like, oh, yeah, like write a report on it, whatever. But he kind of poo-pooed it. He was a little bit like, like UFOs, my arse. Because these guys just didn't believe in UFOs. Like there's loads of written evidence like that they're they were just like before this happened none of them had any interest in this and the first thing they thought when they saw it happening was that there was some kind of light air crash craft or something like that or that it was like maybe a soviet drone that they were in trouble so they're looking at this from a kind of defense point of view but then things get even crazier so two nights later commander halt is now in charge there are reports again of lights in the sky, really strange lights hovering in the sky out in the forest. And he takes three men with him and they've all gone out into the forest to investigate. Halt called for light alls, which are portable floodlights to illuminate the forest. But they're all either malfunctioning, low on gas or both. So he can't get these lights working. While waiting for some functioning light alls to arrive, Halt has led three men to the clearing where the UFO was seen to land in the early hours of December 26th and has undertaken an examination of the scene noticing indentations on the ground and damage to the trees attributed to the UFO. Radiation readings have been taken with a Geiger counter and seem to correlate with where the UFO was seen to land and hotspots have been recorded with a night vision device. Halt has been recording his observations on his handheld cassette recorder. Oh, Walkman. Oh, <laughs> and now Commander Halt makes notes into said tape recorder. I also know what this was now, actually. I've I've figured it out just only recently. I will will withhold the information like a classified document until you give me your thing and then I shall tell you what it actually is. Okay, Will. And in the meantime, if you could just read the fucking line. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, sorry. That's what that pause was. You're now an American commander, okay? So just keep that in mind. Oh, 148, we're hearing strange sounds out of the farmer's barnyard. Wait, now I'll say that again. Oh, 148, <laughs> we're hearing very strange sounds out of the farmer's barnyard animals. They're very, very active, making an awful lot of noise. Over. You just saw a light? Where? Wait a minute, slow down. Where? Oh, no, wait now, that's your oh, light. Jesus. Can you please <laughs> stick to your own lines? Please. Annie. I highlighted these, I don't know what. Yeah, I know. Then. You just saw a light. Where? Wait a minute. Slow down. Where? Right on this position here. Straight ahead in between the trees. There it is again. Watch. Straight ahead off my flashlight. 
There now, sir. There it is again. Hey, I see it too. What is it? We don't know, sir. It's a strange red light. Looks like it may be a quarter to half a mile, maybe further out. I'm going to switch off. There is a break in the tape here and perhaps a lapse of a few minutes. Is it back again? Yes, sir. Affirmative. Well, that's those flashlights again. Let's go back to the edge of the clearing so we can get a better look at it. See if you could get the star scope on it. The light's still there, and all the barnyard animals have gone quiet now. We're about 150 or 200 yards from the site. Everything else is just deadly cam. There is no doubt about it. There's some type of strange flashing red light ahead. Sir, it's yellow? It's actually fucking red, <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> I saw a yellow tinge in it too. Weird. It appears to be maybe moving a little bit this way. It's brighter than it has been. It's coming this way. It is definitely coming this way. Why? Pieces of it are shooting off. Pieces of it are shooting off. There is no... Oh, no. This is your line. <laughs> Please stick to the script, bitch. <laughs> there is no doubt about it. This is weird. To the left. Two lights. One just behind the other. Keep your flashlights off. There is something very, very strange. Okay, pieces are falling off it again. Sir, it just moved to the right, sir. Okay, we're looking at the thing. We're probably about two to three hundred yards away. It looks like a eye twinking at you. Oh, wait now. An eye winking at you. <laughs> Twink! <laughs> Twink! <laughs> Still moving from side to side, and when you put the star scope on it, it sort of looks like a hollow center, a dark center. It's... It, it, it's like a pupil, sir. Yeah, uh, like a pupil of an eye looking at you, winking, and the flash is so bright to the star scope that it almost burns your eye. We've passed, passed the farmer's house and are crossing the next field, and now we have multiple sightings of up to five lights with a similar shape and all, but they seem to be steady now rather than pulsating. We've just crossed the creek. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> say God, it. Honey, you're really putting me to the test this week. At 2.44, we're at the stars. <laughs> At 2.44, we're at the far side of the farmers, the second farmer's field, and made a sighting again, about 110 degrees. In 3.05, we see strange uh, strobe-like flashes, rather sporadic, but there's definitely something, mm, some kind of phenomenon, directly north. We've got two strange objects, a half-moon shape dancing about with colored lights on them. The half-moons will now turn into full circles, as though there was an eclipse. An eclipse or, uh, or something for a minute or two. <laughs> Thank you, Commander Holt. In the next to last segment on the tape, we hear Holt and his team experience an extremely close encounter. Listening to the recording, one can clearly hear a mixture of bewilderment, tension, excitement and fear in the men's voices over the next few short exchanges. Now 3.15, now we've got an object about 10 degrees directly south. They're both heading north. Hey, here comes the one from the south. He's coming towards us now. Now we're observing what appears to be a beam coming down to the ground. Color! 
Earth. This is unreal. <laughs> Incredulous laugh. At the point when Halt observes the beam of light coming down to the ground, panic shouts can be heard in the background. Halt has clarified that what had happened at this point was a pencil-thin beam of light, like a laser, struck a point on the ground directly in front of them, about 10 feet ahead, illuminating the ground. As he speculated in later years... We just stood there in awe, you know? It, is this a warning? Is this a signal? Is this a communication? What is it? A weapon? They continued to make notes of the incident until the last one at 0400 hours when they decide to head back to the base with several objects still very visible in the sky. At the same time, John Burroughs, who had had the experience the first night, had gone back out into the fields and later reported this. All of a sudden in front of us, we had a blue transparent light come streaking towards us and then a white object kind of appeared up above and then floated down as if it was sitting out there in the distance. I asked for permission to go towards it to see if I could get a closer look. As we started going towards it, it appeared on my right and started coming towards us. Sergeant Bustines, I was on my right. He went down on the ground. He saw me go into the light. He saw me disappear. He saw the light explode and I was gone for several minutes before I reappeared. I have no recollection of it. I have no memory of what happened. The next thing I know, I was standing in a field and whatever it was, was gone. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Now, Jim Penniston, who was there the first night and heard about the objects the second night, said this later on. I believe the objects that I saw at close quarter were extraterrestrial in origin and that the security services of both the United States and the United Kingdom have attempted, both then and now, to subvert the significance of what occurred at Rendleton Forest and RAF Bentwaters by the use of well-practiced methods of disinformation. The file was sent to the MOD, which is the British Ministry of Defence, but seemed to be massively downplayed in their memo and didn't get there until three weeks later. Now, we can all just take a little breath now because I think I'm all just a little bit rattled by what just happened because there was a definite UFO landing in the fucking forest just across the Irish Sea from us, William, and I didn't fucking know about it, okay? To let you know, I got all this information from a book called, the book is called, Where the Fuck Did I Leave the Book? It's on my desktop. Let me just find the book and thank you. I'll just in the meantime check that we're still recording because sometimes I forget to press record. You wouldn't believe it. Oh, I'll kill you if you weren't. In, encounter in Rendlesham Forest. Um, And the book actually is by, let me go to the front of the book here and see who it's by. I read it over the week there that I was at home. So I was painting walls, reading about aliens. Painting walls, reading about aliens. But it has interviews from John Burroughs and Jim Penniston from the US Air Force. So they actually, the two first boys were actually American, which are fucking Northampton accent. And um, it has loads of information and transcripts from all the cassette recordings that were made that night. And it's actually fucking terrifying. Um, so, Will, what the fuck do you think happened out in the middle of the forest in 1980? Well, you have a list here of possible explanations and on your list you have mass hallucination brought on by drugs. No. Will, Will. Oh, wait now. Something just started playing on my thingy here. Did I ask you? Did did I? Oh, that's me doing a tutorial on how to draw a card. Did did I ask you to read off my possible (laughs) explanations? No, no. I asked you for once in your life to think for yourself. I know you find it really difficult. Could me? Okay, I'll read off off my possible explanations. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I think like maybe it might be like kids messing or oh, like maybe okay. like a fertilizer truck on fire, time travel, interaction with another dimension, extraterrestrial visitation, Soviet drone, a nuclear incident, a guard force test, a lighthouse, mass hallucination brought on by drugs. I don't know, some one of those. But my main one would be Annie. Now, you did say the date that this happened on the second night, which Mm -hmm. was the 26th of December. Mm -hmm. And we all know who comes Mm -hmm. around on the 25th of December. (laughs) And maybe someone was still hanging around. So maybe it was old Saint Nick. And he got a bit lost. <laughs> it would explain the lights in the sky. It fits very nicely into the time frame. And all the different colours. Red is the Christmas colour. It is. It is. Well, you are so clever because in all my reading of the book over the past week, I didn't fucking yeah. even think that it was the big man himself. Yeah. You see, that's why you need me, Annie. <laughs> that's why you need me. So I think it's best just to put this one to bed and be like that this is evidence of old Saint Nick in the 1980s. Maybe it also was that kind of, do you know the old Saint Nick that Coca-Cola depicted in the 80s, 90s? That kind of holidays is coming, holidays is coming. (laughs) That Saint Nick with the coloured lights. Now, nowadays it's more like, oh, Oh, I want my Christmas tree to look like a warm glow light, a warm, oh, well, well, I prefer a cool light, oh, I like an icicle. Whereas in the 80s, it was colour. It was all those different coloured lights and stuff. So he was just typical 80s Santi. Okay, well, after that fucking, um, you know, stream of consciousness bullshit from your childhood, it's now time for this. Sorry, Annie, you never read out your possible explanations, Liz. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We'd just like to clear, we'd like to clear up a misunderstanding from the last segment um, that Will just uh, read my list of possible explanations backwards and pawned it off as his own. Will skating through life with no repercussions as, as per usual. Next, Excuse <laughs> me, I don't see Santa Claus on your list. You Will, fucking Will, bitch. Uh, we have a little, if you could just simmer down there now. Um, we have a little question that came in from Jennifer. And Jennifer, thank you very much and I appreciate you. Acting as if Will's opinion means anything in this life to anyone in this world. Will, if you could trade lives with someone, who would it be? Well, I think you know me well enough now, guys, to know that I would trade my life with Annie. <laughs> well, who do you think it would be? Um, Victoria Beckham. Annie, who do you think it would be? Uh, Victoria Beckham. Through Halliwell. Oh my god! From, can I have one week without this witch coming early up? Early 2000s, 2010. Oh. Oh. Series, hit series, Charmed. That's who it would be. The fictional character, not Shannon Doherty, who played her, because she doesn't have any supernatural powers. I would be, in fact, the fictional character Prue Halliwell so I could use my telekinesis to shove Annie into next week and get her the fuck out of my life thank you um Jennifer I'm sorry for that really disappointing answer but then again whatever maybe Jennifer likes my answer how do you stop speaking for Jennifer Annie stop speaking for her it's very rude (laughs) Jennifer you can private message me and ask and tell me if you think that was a if you're inspired, if you're taken aback for better answer, if you know me already and you were like, listen, Will, I knew it was Prue Halliwell, I just needed confirmation. Fucking no what is... I, I, I just you presume... be apologising for me, Annie? I just... <laughs> I've been apologising for you from the length of... It. What did you do to yourself? None of your business. Continue on. Will, what do you think would happen if humans found out that UFOs were actually real? Um... I think we, I think we'd have to have a benefit concert, um, starring a lot of uh, celebrities, right? <laughs> to say, uh, uh, to say, like it would kind of be like Live Aid, but it'd be more for like it'd be called Apology Aid. So it'd be for all those conspiracy theorists, all those people that like yeah. we would have been like, oh, she's fucking crazy. All those people would be like, oh, you're you you, you 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 believe in aliens? We'd have to be just like. 
Dial 1800 Apologise So we can donate To these people Whose lives we've ruined <laughs> Actually Airbag And next we have Ariana Grande Singing her hit song Sorry I believe in aliens Newly released out this week <laughs> Oh well I'd like a little bar Of how that might go Sorry I believe in aliens <laughs> I think you're right about the benefit concert because that's what we seem to do yeah. when anything hap- big happens in the world. Are we going to have a COVID benefit concert? We probably are. We actually already had a COVID benefit concert. What? Annie. When? We had that at the start of COVID. They had a COVID benefit concert. Who was that? At? Annie, I can't. I, I'm not your PA, Annie. You can look that up with Google. We did have one. Um, Who was that? Where do I get? Do my shopping? Pay my bills? No, Annie. You'll have to figure this out your own, please. But sure, we'll, we'll find out. We will find out this summer anyway. Oh, when the when all those documents are released. They're already after releasing two videos, and the Pentagons have said, "Yeah, these are UFOs." One was this year, one was in 2018, I think. Oh yeah, so, we've seen and now that. They have to, they yeah. have to give over all those files in June. I kind of think that nothing's really going to. Uh, I think, uh, do you know that there's there's a theory out there that the whole COVID thing was, um, the whole COVID thing was was manufactured and thrown out into the world so they could just slip these uh, UFO documents in there into the middle of it and people would just be too tired to react. Yeah. Yeah, that they that was kind of like, oh, they just want to go down the pub. That they'd be like, yeah, I don't care if there's aliens. I just want to fucking do a bit of shopping. Yeah, we know we know aliens are real. I just want to go out and get a Tinder ride, as somebody told me just before we started this podcast. Hey, listen. I don't blame Dave. Austrian man. Austrian man. I don't blame Dave. Austrian man. Fine for provocatively farting at police has fine reduced. An Austrian man who was fined 500 euro for loudly farting near police officers. Sounds like somebody we all know. Has had his fine reduced to 100 euro after launching an appeal. The unidentified man was whacked with a fine in Vienna after offending public decency by parting farting provocatively at police in June of last year. However, he then challenged the fine in what must have been a very strange day in court for all concerned. The man told the courts that breaking wind was merely a biological process. Well, you can't argue with that, I suppose. The man said if even he had done it deliberately, his fart was covered by freedom of expression. In Austria, freedom of expression is not limited to just speech, but also covers noises and communication in other forms. But the sound must have communicative intent, which this bloke's fart didn't, according to the court. Apparently, nobody could understand it. Thank you for joining me. This has been Annie for Willie's Bizarre Bollocks. That is very close to home, I think, for you. And I'm very, I want to commend you for speaking your truth today. And just telling your case (laughs) and standing up off the toilet to tell your story. And... You know what? You're a stronger <laughs> woman than I'll ever be. Um, you truly are. Truly I mean, am. we've had I recently on am. the podcast, mm. we did have Fartgate where you you pass it off as, oh, my little chum chum. And we all knew <laughs> that it was your knickers had been blown out. Um, 
that there was a, <laughs> now a hole Washi was in shock and possibly the chair that you were sitting on was now in ribbons but I like I just want to say that you really like sneaking this story in changing the names you did have that court date it, there was no house around it Sorry, Washi's barking. Washi is now barking to tell you, would you please? No, no, just, no. This no, joke is just, just too long. Let your truth. It's too long. Annie, stand in your own truth. And that there was no house renovation and that you were, in fact, up in court over farting in those police officers' faces. <laughs> but you know what, Annie? I think the world is changing. And, you know, fair to you. I tip my hat to you and I trumpet you. Um, I trumpet you as you walk. No, no, Will. I, tr- I trump, I trumpet you. Annie, go on, do one there. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a little bitch. Listen, I think it's time for us to go here now. It's been hard coming back after a week of holidays, but I do it for the love of the people. I give the people what they want. Farts. Gas. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So you could join us next week for a very badly researched and pointless story from Will. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Join us next time on Mysteries of the Unexplained. You, you can wake up now, listeners. You can wake up now. <laughs> <laughs>